there. This is It's All Good, a Block Club Chicago podcast, and I'm your host, John Hansen. This is episode 59. Okay, just want to remind everybody, we obviously have this podcast. We have the website, blockclubchicago.org. We also have a TV show. I think you've heard about it. It's called On the Block, and you got a couple chances to watch it. We are on the air Thursday nights at 7 o'clock on the U. And then on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on CW26, that's channel 26 over the air. And we have a new time as well. So if you can't catch it on Thursdays or Saturdays, we got a primetime slot Sunday evenings at 6.30 on CW26. That is channel 26 over the air. Okay, let's get to episode 59 of It's All Good. Advocates has opened up a community center to call home on the south side. They've been working on this for seven years, and they've been working out of their cars in the meantime to get this together. It's the Light Collective. They're a group that supports young adults that are impacted by poverty and homelessness. And uh, we're joined by two of the folks that work over at the Light Collective. Carl Wiley is the chief creative officer, and uh, Taka Bradford joins us now. She's the office coordinator and advocate. Tonka, Carl, thanks for hopping on with us today. Yeah, thanks for having us. You guys must be incredibly excited about the new developments, and we'll get to them. But Carl, I'll start with you. Why don't you give us a little background about what the Light Collective is? Sure. Yeah, definitely. So um, the Light Collective started basically out of a number of conversations that uh, a bunch of different social workers had a long time ago. And so we all worked in youth programs. We've all been in the housing service sector for a long period of time. We always just thought, we should start our own thing. We should do something that is based off of all the things we talk about wanting to do, but have never had a chance to. So those conversations built over time and we got more serious and we found more people and um, and then we decided to finally do it. So we purchased a space in 2017 um, and then started fundraising and fundraising takes a very long time <laughs> in the nonprofit space. Um, and then also this crazy thing happened where a pandemic shut down a lot of stuff. Wait, so we, what? Yeah, I don't know if you've heard, but um, <laughs> it's breaking news right now. Yeah, right. Or today, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so it took us a really long time to get to this spot. Um, and it, it was $1.8 million, which in the nonprofit space is, is tough. That's huge. That's um, huge. And so now we have this space and we opened last Thursday and we're excited to welcome everybody in. What are the gaps that you're filling that you don't think were filled before in the community? If, if that makes sense, right? Because yeah. you said that you, we want to do your own thing. What did you want to do differently? Like specifically, what do you, what's your dream situation for how it works? I would definitely say to this space, having the music studio. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. By the way, this is a podcast and they're gesturing yeah. behind themselves, pointing at a wall of uh, guitars, which looks yeah. awesome. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. um, I think the art, um, just taking, they've been taking art out of schools and stuff like that. So having a community center where we can um, have people not lose that artistic side of themselves, but embrace it mm. has been really amazing. Yeah. So who do you serve? Like, what's the goal? Is it, is it, is it youth in the community, young adults? Is it a range? Um, target is um, 16 to 30. Um, that is a, a big range um, where most community centers cut off at what, 24, right? Yeah. I mean, it used to be 21 and then it's starting to edge up to 24, but the needs of someone who's 25 is the same as someone who's 21. And so like, we realized that we had to go a little bit higher. So to talk about 
some of the gaps you mentioned, like what are we filling? Just that age gap between, you know, someone who's over 24 up to 30, there's a lot of uh, people that are still needing youth support at that right. point. Um, housing supports, connection to school, connection to work, therapy, place to do your laundry, get something to eat, um, all those things. So we can do all of that in this space. But yeah, we're, we're filling a lot of those gaps, I think, in, in particularly around age, um, also around service connection. It really, a lot of programs, you have to kind of show up in crisis and we want to be a spot you can come on a good right. day and a bad day. So you can walk through, if you're like, I just want to play basketball, I don't need to talk to anybody today. We're like, come through, there's a basketball. Um, and then as Tanka mentioned, the arts. I think the arts is a huge piece. I've been doing this work for a really long time. And it's like the first thing that gets cut in any budget is like all of the fun stuff that you'd ask for. And so we were like, that's gotta be top of the list. We gotta have dedicated spaces that aren't going anywhere and put that at the forefront and let people come through and just do it for free. And to that, we definitely have a blick list, art. Always be plugging. Definitely. Oh, wait, a what list did you say? Blick. What does Blick mean? So yeah, it's a Blick art supplies store. So Blick, so oh, any okay. like any like OG artist knows about Blick. That's where you're getting all your stuff from. And like, I mean, <laughs> not me. So not me. Say, John, I don't want to. I didn't know if this guys. was like a new term that the kids were using, like Blick, and it, I, <laughs> yeah. I just had been missing out. But no, okay, it's a store. Got it. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, Blick. And so like we we have a list. We have an art room that's literally right next door here to this room, and. It's got a number of like awesome things that we can do candle making right now. We can do painting and stuff, but there's a lot of supplies that we haven't been able to get yet. So, um, you know, if we're going to plug, I'm going to plug. Like we can do it. this list of art supplies that people feel inclined, or if you want to donate art supplies, we'll take them. Yeah. Is this what you, a place where you envision, you know, maybe, well, obviously in the summer, we have a long time where young adults and uh, older teenagers don't really have many places to go if they don't have a job. Um, and then after school, right? Like those are some critical hours uh, during during the day. Uh, I mean, so I imagine that the community center is not only a, a great place to, to be creative, to test your, you know, try new things. It's just a great place for kids to have and young adults to have something to do, right? Yeah, I mean, like exactly. that is such a, a challenge in any community, but it is a huge challenge in Chicago. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, like when you think about stuff to do during the summer, it's either like, post up at your house for free or go out and spend money somewhere. And it's like, for here, we're like, just come through all this stuff. And I'm pointing again, but like all of these things here are for free for people to come in and use. And we're particularly, our, our target demographic is people experiencing poverty and homelessness. So even of that group, it's like, it's hard to do any of that fun stuff during the summer. So we try to recreate as much of that here as we could. Yeah, we right. have our computer lab so people can come in and you know, do resume stuff or just, you know, be on Facebook, you know, that's okay. Right. Like, I think that's yeah. the other thing too, is like, I think a lot of places try and prescribe what you're supposed to do during that time yeah. and, and maybe some well-meaning programs, right. Where they're sure. like, no, this is here what you're doing. And this is also, Tanka, maybe you could tackle this question. The idea being that you guys are a part of this community in many ways, and it's not someone floating on in saying, here's mm. something we've designed for people. I imagine this is something you heard from people in the community that they wanted here. Yes, they they wanted mm. art. They wanted um, good food. Um, and we have our chef that is working very hard to get bring us like healthy, delicious meals, using our garden. Mm. Um, it's just all of the things that people wanted to see and yeah. we're putting it out to the you know community yeah absolutely i mean and even like further too like the 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 community around here is mostly around our block at 76 and st lawrence is mostly retirees 
And a lot of folks around here were like, we wanted to see a positive spot for youth to go. Like we wanted to have this happen. They had talked to the Alderman, Alderman Sawyer was great in helping us get this space. Um, so there was a need, people were asking for this to happen and we just happened to be um, scouting for a spot. But it also was, you know, it, like you said, you don't want to float in. It's a community center, it has to be built from the community. So like literally our chief building engineer lives across the street, uh, yeah. Mr. Davis. He's been on this block for like, I mean, a long time um, and <laughs> the he's the chief, right? He was here long before us. In fact, well, before we came, like we had bought the building, but we weren't in here because it needed a lot of work. And we noticed that the grass kept getting cut and like the snow kept getting shoveled. And we were like, is any staff doing this? And it was like, no, we're not doing it. It was him. He was still taking care of the building from across the street. So like at the end of the day, this is a community program with, you know, folks literally across the street that are both working here and like doing their thing. It uh, was in the space you're talking about was a former black Methodist church, yeah. uh, which is nearly a hundred years old. And I mean, in Chicago, we've seen so many churches as, you know, parishioners have gone uh, down in population sizes, churches all across the city vacant and, mm -hmm. and left behind these incredibly gorgeous structures that just kind of need a new life. I think there's something poetic about it being in a church in that that's where a lot of community gathering used to happen. And I'll, I'll even go further. There's a keystone right by the front door that they installed in 1926 when they built the building. And it says dedicated to the development of youth 1926. So almost a hundred years ago, they built this building expecting to support young people. And almost a hundred years later, that's what we're doing. Yep. Gave me goosebumps. You can't see this on the podcast, Boom. but I'm showing them my yes. <laughs> disgustingly hairy arm that has goosebumps yes, on please it. Please annotate. Tanka, so I mentioned at the top, and Atavia wrote about it, how you guys were working out of your cars uh, or wherever you could be. How has this process been, uh, Tanka, for you? I mean, I mean, I imagine it's emotional. It, it, it has been. Uh, for the most part, we meet people where they are, and that's like the part where people love. They love that I can meet them at their granny house or at McDonald's or um, at the park or wherever they are because it was bus fare. You can't always get bus fare and some programs get bus fare um, and some don't. I met a lot of who I work with just outside at a gas station or wherever. Yeah. So Tanka, what does it feel like now that you're inside the building, right? Like this has been a, a dream <laughs> in your in your guys' head and on, on paper and plans to actually be where you are right now. Yeah. What is that like? It feels it feels really good. I remind the team to take a breath mm -hmm. all the time and sit back and be like, we did this. It's been like I've been with Light Collective for four years. And in this in this time, I I love the nest. That's the nap room downstairs. There's a nap room. There is a room you can nap. Yes. Yeah. It is amazing. And right right now, I'm getting like all our fall decorations out. And Carl knows I yeah. love Halloween. So is it spooky? Is it spooky season at the new Light Collective? It, so. yes. it will be. Spooky season. Everything is coming out. We got a couple of skeletons, webs, and everything. So definitely yeah. come out and Tanka is out. currently is currently trying to pitch us getting yeah. what we're calling Mr. Light. Those like 30 foot Home Depot skeletons we want to put out front. Yes, so, yes. so I don't know, like maybe the, the listeners. Someone wants to right? donate that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, someone wants to donate a 30 foot skeleton. Um, <laughs> it would make my day. <laughs> make my day. I love decorating the space. Yeah. And then I have also brought in like the youth 
to come in and um, that love decorating this space. This is a big building, so I'm going to need help. (laughs) You do, yeah, right. And, you know, so I kind of chuckled at the nap room. Mm. But there is, I mean, there's something really serious about having a place where people can go to clear their head to have a space away. There, You know, and... So yes, it might be a nap place, but especially for our, you know, if it's our, our youth that are unhoused, yeah. where they feel like they can go somewhere. I know you guys have a laundry room too. Yeah. So like, there's like the artistic side, but there's also some like basic necessities that a yeah. lot of people take for granted there that I imagine um, it's about dignity a little mm-hmm. bit that these people can, that people can feel like they have a place to call home even if they don't necessarily yeah. have a safe place to go yeah. right now. Exactly. And like um the long-term, short-term storage um that we have our lockers and that people love that because they can leave their stuff there for however right. long they want, you know. And it keeps it safe. I mean, when you think about like you know, so for like the nest, right, taking a nap, you might have like rode the train all night or might not have had a spot to take a, a rest in like a couple of days. This is a spot where it's like, yeah, you need to go in there, hop on in. You know, it's a spot you can nap. If you've got your stuff, you might have like a suitcase or all your stuff in a big bag. Like you can store that here for for the day, for a month, for six months, seven months. We have long term storage up above our gym. So like there's options that we tried to, to fit in that like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's a nest. It's like a, you know, fun spot to nap. But also there is, like you said, there's a spot where it can be really, um, it can be a really monumental thing to have a spot to take a nap. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, really. For sure. So this podcast is dropping on Thursday, September 29th. That's your, your debut, right? This is the opening. Or so that's you guys already... one week. Oh. <laughs> we did it was last, it was last Thursday. Oh, okay. So I got my Thursdays wrong. Okay. Yeah, so, you know. all right, well then let me edit. Okay. <laughs> clip, cut. Clip, cut. So you opened last Thursday, as I know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yes. how has it been the first couple of days? It, it's been good. We've had people reach out um, that wanted to volunteer. We've had um, a couple more youth come in. Um, people are using the laundry. Yeah, just all of the things. Yeah, we we intentionally, like after our opening, we wanted to, to scale up slowly because like initially our plan was to open and and covid was still a thing and so we had to set our schedule and our priorities and all of our protocols are around existing during sort of a a wave of covid that's sort of subsiding so we are readdressing like our hours of operation and um but we want to slowly roll open and so we do have um you know we we have a number of folks that are coming and now we expect more to come through as the word gets out and as people listen to your podcast and are like oh there's this new program and and we start to see more people and then we expect this to be pretty much stacked every day it's open that's awesome Uh, obviously the 1.8 million dollars was probably it seemed insurmountable you chip away at it and and you find out a way to get to where you need to go but this is obviously going to cost money running forward so not to be like all right great job now pivot to i imagine that you're always constantly like yeah okay we need to keep this going yeah. So, and actually even to go further back, so that 1.8 million is like, that's the total cost, but we didn't raise 1.8 million, right? So like we raised a significant amount, I should say, but to finish, to get across the finish line, we did have to take um, a loan to finish it out. So we are servicing that okay. loan. And so if anyone feels inclined to support financially, that would go straight to that loan. Um, so there was that. So we we had to do that. And then the sustaining amount of money, um, you know, it's the, the programs that we have, they're not little, they're not cheap. Like it's, these things are, are pricey. So what we do in taking so long to open, we've been able to make really good relationships with funders and they mm-hmm. they were all here last Thursday. They've been in it for the long haul. They've been like super patient and great to us. And 
um, they're in it, you know, so yeah. we expect that they're going to stick around and, and they've sort of committed to that. And, um, and we're excited to build on new people. And as we grow and, you know, like expand our, we have a housing program that we started during the pandemic. As we sort of build these things out, um, we're going to meet some new funders and, yeah. and keep growing. Uh, Carl, you made the soft pitch there because you're a nice guy. I will make the harder pitch. If you've ever wondered why aren't there being more, pro why aren't politicians solving this and that? Why aren't, why isn't this happening? And you wonder how you can actually uh, make a difference. It's by donating to places like the Light Collective. It's L-Y-T-E collective.org. There's a giant donate button taking up the first third of the screen right now, which I love. Yeah. We'll it's also in the upper bigger. right, but yeah, yeah please, if you could just make the whole thing. No, but really, I mean, <laughs> I'm, 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 yes, no, I'm glad because I, this is what, yeah. what these things take money. They take yeah, investment, but like it can, it doesn't have to just be like, oh, I donated money, let it go. I imagine you would welcome people coming to stop on by, visit, even if they're not in the neighborhood, see what, see where your dollars go and, and check out a really cool space and help spread the word. A hundred percent. I mean, that's, that is like the secret extra thing on top of our program is that we it's a community center. So we want people to, if you have a skill or even just time, like this is where you can do it. If you're like, I just want to tutor someone on their, their ACTs come through. If you play the bass, you can come teach someone how to play the bass. I'm gesturing behind me, right? If you, <laughs> um, if you want to cook in our kitchen, we've got a full kitchen. You can help cook down there. If you teach yoga, right. we've got a big old gym. Like there's all these spots that it does. You don't have to be a social worker to come through. Like, right. You can be someone who just wants to do some good. Um, and if you can't do it, Donate, you know. Does anyone want to learn how to podcast? Actually, yes. That is a okay. strong yes. So you just get yourself to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm game for that. Tank, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? Come get the Tanka Tour. The Tanka Tour. This is a, this is a trademark Tanka Tour 2022. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. You're going to copyright strike for just mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> What's special about the Tanka Tour? It's just, it's just oh, you and your amazing personality. Yes, most definitely. And then I point to all the places in the building where we could use some, <laughs> some stuff. So this is where your donation could help <laughs> out yeah. anyway, right? Pretty much. Yeah. That's how it goes. Right. Now it starts with two 30 foot skeletons. That's where the tank of tour that's, begins. That's the start. Yeah. <laughs> up from there. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I am, uh, and, uh, this is a, a personal aside, but I've known Carl for a long time going back to college and I'm sure. uh, very proud and, uh, to call you a friend. And this is just so cool. This is awesome. I'm uh, it's great. What a great thing for the community lightcollective.org or where can people stop by and visit? Yeah. So we're at 549 East 76th street. So the South side of Chicago, or you can give us a phone call. Um, our number is 872-731-2257. Um, or just, you know, check out our website, email me. We'll find a time. Tanka, Carl, thanks for joining us. Right on. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Congrats. Good luck. All right, that's going to do it for episode 59. Thank you so much for listening. If you could rate, subscribe, review to the podcast, that would be awesome. That helps to get more people to listen, of course. And go to blockclubchicago.org. Consider subscribing to the newsletters, which are great. And uh, becoming a donor, subscribing, a paid subscriber. That really helps us as we are a nonprofit newsroom. All right, till next time, I'm John Hanson. Thanks so much for listening and have a great weekend.